It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to Future of Flushing. I'm Vito Calisi. With me is Jonathan Barron. And we thought, no interview this week, because we wanted to give you a rundown of some pretty important players that could make an impact this year. Yeah, Vito, well, hello to you. The last time we were together, it was the holiday season. We were getting ready for Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's. But now we're just a few weeks away from actual baseball. The NFL playoffs are starting. Once that gets out of the way, pitchers and catchers report. So what better time than right now to go over some guys that we think can make an impact on the Major League Mets in 2024? 100%. And uh, also the Jets did win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Thanks for bringing that back up. Vito did make a, a point on a future flushing episode back in August. I think it was it was a little bit before the preseason opener, when the Achilles was still in one piece. Yeah, and uh, hopes the flag and dreams hadn't come out yet. Yeah, hopes and dreams were still in one piece. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think I told you at the time it was a crazy thing for you to say. Yeah. And, uh, but they beat the Patriots. Great. And Aaron Rodgers is on to his own things right now. So right. why don't we get right into it and talk about Luke Ritter. A football fan, Luke Ritter, by the way. Football fan, Luke Ritter. His what team's team? in the playoffs. What team is he a fan of again? He's a Chiefs fan. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Luke Ritter. Broke out this year power-wise, hit 27 home runs in 107 games. And I think it's safe to say, John, without an injury, easily would have hit 30. Yeah. For all the listeners that were with us every night during the season, we talked a lot about Luke Ritter. You remember the three-homer game he had in May? The promotion to Syracuse the very next day, and he kept the hot power bat going all year long, and we know that he would have gotten a 30 if it weren't for the oblique injury. My favorite thing about Luke Ritter, Vito, is that he played every single infield position during the 2023 season. Versatility is so key, as we talk about, ad nauseum. There are so many reasons why Luke Ritter can help this Mets team in 2024. A college guy went to Wichita State, so he's not that far away. He's got pop. You could play him pretty much anywhere. Luke Ritter is certainly a guy that could help the Mets next season. And we brought up that injury that, you know, shut down his power a little for the year. Like, not shut down his power, but stopped him from hitting 30. He also, there's a good chance you would have seen him play for the Mets last year if it wasn't for that injury. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. He probably was at the top of the list of guys that might have come up late in the season. The injury happened on August 23rd. So we were talking about 30. Honestly, I think I might have said this during an episode during the season. There was a chance of 35. 100%. So... It was unfortunate that Luke Ritter suffered the injury, but good luck to the Chiefs and Luke. Although you've seen your two Super Bowls, I have no pity for you. I feel nothing for people who have seen any sort of championship. Like I'm friends with a lot of Warriors fans, oh, and God. I would watch. I would watch. I would go to their place for the finals every year because when you have friends who are Warriors fans, you could say you did that. Yeah. And uh, the year they lost to the Spurs, no, the year they lost to the Raptors, mm-hmm. they were in utter shambles, and they were like, "I can't believe this. This is awful." And I was like, "Go look at." my teams I like just go run down the list go run down the list look at what I like tell me if I've had a day of happiness I've never seen a parade outside of St. Patrick's Day. let me ask you about these warrior fans though yeah when do they become warriors fans? no they're all from the bay area okay like they're from like like they are from the bay area they always love the warriors like they're not fake like one of them one of them is a raiders fan uh-huh. who told me did you know about blackout rules for the NFL? Yeah, if it's not sold out, the game's blacked out. Well, we live in New York, so we've never had to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, we're on we're on the way, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> but he 
he told me that he grew up listening to Raiders games. Like they, he, they, they wouldn't be on that. TV. Yeah. So he grew up listening to games on the radio. And then my boss who used to work in Tampa told me that the Bucks were always in danger of like not being able to be on TV. That's more likely. I can see that more. The Raiders have been really good for a while, especially back in like the early two thousands. Well, they beat our Jets back to back years. But this playoffs. was like early, like early mid nineties. Which okay. you'd still think that like they would still. But he yeah. told me he grew up watching a lot of games, listening to a lot of games on the radio. But in Tampa, a local car dealer mm-hmm. would always like buy up the last three thousand tickets as like a promotion. Well, that was a like, thing. That was a thing. Is like one very rich person or an entity, a business would buy a bunch of tickets so that the games could be on TV. But I'm glad to hear your friends are real Warriors fans. You know yes. about Andre Karolinko, Baron Davis, the big. You know what I'm talking about the big 07 upset of the Dude, Mavericks. This guy in the first round knows every single athlete ever known. Go to a hockey game. We won't digress. <laughs> Go to a hockey game with this guy. Go two random Don't teams. Don't go to a hockey game with me. <laughs> go to any hockey game with this guy. You could pick two teams out of a hat. He'll know the depth chart. He'll scream the entire time. He'll somehow relate it back to how this win matters for the Rangers season. But let's move on. Talk about Matt Rudick. Matt Rudick, great year last year. Also another guy who was delayed by an injury, but still had a great year. More walks than strikeouts. 46 walks to 42 strikeouts in the Easter League last year. Worked some power and tripled his home run output from 2022 despite that injury in late June and never making it back consistently. But, you know, overall, good year. Yeah, Matt Rudick had an OBP over 400. And the biggest thing for Rudick last year, the biggest improvement he made from previous seasons after he was drafted was the pull side power. Matt Rudick hit a lot of home runs, as you mentioned, tripled his output from the previous season. And he pulled the ball with authority. Scouts, prognosticators love to see that. Rudick did that, as you mentioned, more walks than strikeouts. Another guy who had his season side-railed or derailed, not side-railed, by injury, but a lot to love and a center fielder. It's so important to have depth up the middle. We talked about it with Luis Angel Acuna, Jet Williams, a couple more guys we'll talk about throughout this episode. will come up. Matt Rudick is another one of those guys to keep an eye out this season. Another college guy, as I mentioned, not that far away from the major leagues and We always talk about Jeff McNeil, sort of a late bloomer, had some injuries during his minor league days, also a college guy. Matt Rudick has been compared to Jeff McNeil in many ways. Great bat-to-ball skill, a great feel for the strike zone, great swing decisions, a little bit older at this point, but a very, very talented ball player. And you know what doesn't matter about age? You know what? No, not what doesn't matter about age. You know why age doesn't matter? Because age is linear, but player development isn't. No, it's not. We still got to work that in every week. You can't like we can't just forget about that fun little catchphrase. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Jose Peroza, one of the younger guys on this list. Won't turn twenty four until June. So we just talked about somebody who's a little older. Now we're going to talk about somebody who's a little younger. All this man does is hit. Seemed like he was collecting multiple hits every single night through June. Had a nine oh five OPS from joining Binghamton in mid April through the end of June. And he actually ended the year in Syracuse. He played nine games for the Syracuse Mets, and he was great. So he got that taste of AAA baseball. The only downside to that, Vito, was that he wasn't part of the Ponies playoff push. Peroza was a potent bat. That's a lot of peas which came out of my mouth. But he was a really, really big bat for the Rumble Ponies all season. He got hurt as well, came back, went up to Syracuse, crushed the ball. A guy who could work on the strikeout rate a little bit, if he could drop that just a little bit, Jose Peroza is a serious bat. I talked to one hitting instructor in the Mets um, organization back before the season even started, was naming some names, throwing some guys out there, trying to, you know, just get a sense of what's this guy like, what's that guy like, what do you think about him, so on and so forth. Brought up the name Jose Peroza. 
heard nothing but great things, was told this guy's a major league hitter, and he proved why people feel that way about him in 2023. When John gets to Port St. Lucie in spring training, John turns into a little beat reporter. I don't and, know about that. And John is working the beat. I don't beat. know about that. Look. It's all about you gotta you gotta gather. I'm a sponge, Vito. That's it. You gotta You're gather. SpongeBob SquarePants. That's one way of putting it. I had a great SpongeBob reference. Oh man. Oh, you see my tweet yesterday? You didn't like my tweet. I didn't see it. Oh come on. Maybe you're maybe you're shadow banned. I, I don't know. You know Minnie and Wumbo, right? No. Let's move on. No, just <laughs> wait. What's Minnie and Wumbo? I can't explain it, but pretty much the national championship game in college football. Michigan yeah. was an M. Yeah. Washington a W. They're flipped. There was a SpongeBob bit about uh, a belt, and it was I, I can't. Explain. You, how'd it do? Did it do numbers? It didn't do the numbers uh, that I hoped it would well, do. If it makes you feel, it better, was okay. I had a Martin Scorsese tweet last night that did not do numbers, and I was really proud of it myself. And it was something I tweeted, and I went, "If John sees this, he will not get this whatsoever." I didn't. See, maybe you're shadow banned. Maybe we're both shadow banned. Maybe did you mute me? No, I would never mute you. No? No. I, I don't tweet I, that much, I so you, you, can, you can mute me all you want. I would mute you in real life if I could, but I wouldn't mute you. By the way, I haven't gone over like 45 seconds on a tangent once. Wow. Have I? Let's move on to Rowdy Jordan. Uh, this man is a box checker. What do we mean by that? Well, there's four things a position player can do. He can run. He can defend. He can hit lefties. He can hit righties. Rowdy Jordan does it all. He does do it all. He was a really big part of the Rumble Ponies postseason exploits last year. We had a chance to talk to him, not once, but twice, once before the year started, and then the Arizona Fall League. So we really bookended Rowdy Jordan's season, and he had a great year. 30 extra base hits, 30 stolen bases. We asked him about both of those. We asked him if 40's in the cards. He didn't say no, but Rowdy Jordan, like you said, he does it all on the diamond. Switch hitters are rare. Rowdy Jordan is good from both sides of the plate, and that's a very rare thing with switch hitters. You see fewer and fewer switch hitters these days, Vito, because guys know I'm better from one side than the other, and eventually they just say, you know what, why am I bothering with a platoon advantage trying to get it? Let me just do what I'm best at. But Rowdy is good at so many things, and he had such a good year. A guy that will likely start the year at AAA, another college guy, perhaps a theme here, and another guy to keep an eye on. 100%, and a guy that John mentioned went to college, Won a college World Series right. with Mississippi State, where he became a Mississippi State legend, as we've been told by a few people in the organization and a few people. Beat writer. Beat writer. Hey, oh, my God. <laughs> We're just, look, when we get to Port St. Lucie, we put on fedoras. We have little pieces of paper that say press on the side of our house. And we're just walking around asking the questions that you people want to hear. Chewing cigars. No, we're not chewing cigars. Chewing tobacco. We're not doing that. We're not doing any of that. We actually, neither of us smoke. Nope. In college, though, that's probably a different story. Nope. (laughs) <laughs> Let's move on. Luis Angel Acuna. You know who that is. That was uh, the Mets' big trade deadline acquisition in a sea of big tra- trade deadline acquisitions. Uh, one of the crown jewels of the system right now. Struggled a little bit with Binghamton, but that's kind of you're, that's not a big surprise when somebody shifts over to a new team. You're going to see some changes as they figure it out. He was having a huge year in Frisco with the Texas League. Had just seven home runs with Frisco, but 25 doubles, and he turns 22 in March. So he's a young kid. He is a young kid, and the biggest thing that jumps off the page when you look at Luis Angel Acuna's 2023 season was the 57 stolen bases that he had in just 121 games. He and his brother Ronald had a little thing going on. Of course, Ronald stole 70, which is kind of comical when you say it out loud. He's also mean. It's it's pretty nuts, but uh, there's a lot to love about Luis Angel's game. Obviously, he's a very highly regarded prospect, and we're not saying he should be rushed. You mentioned that he doesn't turn 22 until after we're down in Port St. Lucie this year. So a very young player, and the Mets have so many good players 
in these spots. Talk about Drew Gilbert, who we'll talk about in a little bit. Obviously, Jet Williams, who maybe we mentioned on this list. Uh, Luis Angel Acuna, another one, a guy that could possibly play center field, shortstop, second base. I'm sure he's athletic enough to play third base as well. There are so many good options. So it'll be interesting to see how the Mets lay things out, especially after camp breaks and kind of break down who's going where, who's starting where. But there's just so there's a an embarrassment of riches all around this organization. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. As a minor league baseball fan, I really can't wait to see the way that these teams shake out. I'm really excited to see what the Rumble Ponies and the Syracuse Mets look like. Because the Syracuse Mets, we know we're going to look completely different from last year oh, in every single way. 100%. I mean... The Syracuse Mets had a lot of guys also at the start of last year that came up and helped the Major League Mets. And what were you calling them in the start of the year? They were the 27 Yankees. And that was with guys like Beatty. That was with Vientos. That was with Ronnie Mauricio. But a guy like DJ Stewart was on that team. Yeah. And everyone knows what he did in Queens last year. Abraham Almonte also had a big year for the Syracuse Mets. He helped the Mets at times. So there was a lot of talent really throughout the entire organization. We talked a lot about it last last March, last April, last June. We started the podcast. And it all came to fruition, and it's going to be the same same deal this time around. So, man, we can't wait. I can't wait. And when we get down there, I know one of my one of my favorite beat reporter questions that I think John will ask Luis Alden Halacuna. What's that going to be? What'd you do for your birthday, Luis Alden? Oh no, we'll be no, there. We'll be we'll gone be there before. Yeah, what we'll are you going to do for your birthday, sir? Yeah, it's going to have to be a future tense. What are you going to do for your birthday? Yeah. yeah. What, what, what are, are the plans? Birth- like, uh, did you already did you already reserve a, a spot at Duffy's? Oof, uh, man, I could go for a couple a couple frames. No, Luis, Luis, go to Colgies. If you're going to have oh, a nice birthday oh, dinner, yeah. Colgies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what we should do? We should do some stuff of, like, giving people advice on, like, here's where you should go for it, your spring training time. Now, when you say some people, do you mean, like, players and coaches and staff or just, I like? fans. Oh. I mean, I think the players and the coaches, they, like, they, yeah, they're there they more know. than us. They're there more they're, than us. They know, like, they would be insulted if we were like, hey, have you ever heard of Colgies? They'd be like, yeah, I'm sick of Colgies. Yeah, there is a very distinct smell in Kyle G's, by the way. When you leave that restaurant, you walk out smelling like Kyle G's. You know what I'm talking about? Well, that's it. Have you ever heard of Benihana smell? Well, of course. I mean, the grill yeah. with the oil and the onions and everything, of course. Do you like Benihana? I've, I've never been there, but I know that's hibachi. So, I mean, any hibachi restaurant, you're going to have the you teriyaki. Have you been to Benihana? Nah, there wasn't really one around me. You had Ari Yang? Ararang, yeah. A R I. R-A-N-G. Yeah. Yeah, Ararang on, on Route 9. Yeah, yeah. In central New Jersey. Look it up. It's a thing. You ever go there? Yeah. It's the same thing. I know. It's a, yeah, it's a if, if I say Benihana, I just mean hibachi. Oh, I thought you meant like Benihana only. It's the same thing. I used to go to, to uh, uh, Ararang. Ariang. Yeah. I called it Ariang. Yeah, well, you said it wrong. But... Ariang is like the name of like a guy. <laughs> yeah, Ariang. Yeah, he's Andrew's cousin. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. I've never been to proper Benihana, but I have been do like, hibachi. Do you like hibachi? Of course, but I'm but the shrimp. The, no, it's usually a little piece of uh, not eggplant. Um, but they throw into your mouth. Yeah, it's not a shrimp. Uh, shrimp dangerous. Benny Hanna does shrimp. That's dangerous and expensive. And then the the pumping heart. That, that says, that's good. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the rice. The, the volcano. The volcano is a little scary sometimes. Some volcano is scary. It's not Vesuvius. It's, a, it's no, onion. but sometimes I'm I'm sure over time it's gone wrong. At one point in time. What do you mean? It's literally they just yeah with the fire. It's just sm- it's not. 
It's not that crazy, dude. It's the smoke, no problem. But when the fire erupts, that's a little, you know, it burns your eyebrows off. What, okay. if, what if a flame jumps? I don't think, I think we would have heard of a, a, a terrible Benihana or Google hibachi. It. Google it. Hibachi accident. You know what? I will Google it. And then next episode, we will, we will revisit this scenario. I'm just saying it's probably happened. Crazy this things happen. This is our first of the new year. This is our first food break. I wouldn't call it a break. I, I'm dialed in right now. I'm feeling a lot better than I no, was before a, we started rolling. A break is like oh, a break like not, is like, like not a, talking about the baseball. No, a break is like a part of a show, like a, a break, like ah. what you did in that break. See, folks, I worked in radio for ten years, so I I know the I know the terminology. John, John, uh, John doesn't, and I feel I've been a WFAN caller my whole life. So I feel I, don't know what I feel superior about. to John in this one thing, and probably nothing else, because John is much smarter than me, and I'm not afraid to say that. That's not true. All right. Drew Gilbert. Yes. Drew Gilbert is somebody I'm sure you've all heard of. Drew Gilbert is somebody that I've been hearing a lot this offseason of people saying they really think he is going to get some playing time this year. Uh, Similar to Acuna, acquired and jumped to the top of the Mets prospect list. Will be 23 for most of the season. So he's still pretty young, even though he was a college baseball player. And he played 95 of 116 games last year a double-A baseball between the Mets and the Astros system. Yeah, and for some reason, it, it I feel like a lot of fans overlook how good Gilbert was after coming over to the Mets. A slash line of 325, 423, 561, and that was after kind of a slow start his first seven games. And by slow, I mean he wasn't racking up multiple hits constantly. But you know what I say about Drew Gilbert, and we've talked to people about Drew Gilbert, and it's all checked out. He is a guy who plays with his hair on fire. And if all things go well, Drew Gilbert is going to be locking down the center field position. That patch of grass right there at City Field. We're in the Empire Club, by the way. We, we haven't mentioned that. We are in the Empire Club. I even asked our cameraman to do some B-roll of it to start the episode. So you know what, folks? Right now, as we talk about the Empire Club, located in left field of the fourth level suites level, right now you're probably seeing some cool B-roll shots. We're looking at the bar. Maybe we're looking at the shot Taylor's of the crushing field. it. Taylor's crushing it right now. Oh, what's that? Nice luxury seats. You've seen it all. Come check out the Empire Club. Talk to your season ticket rep. See what you can do. Absolutely. And you definitely want to lock yourself in to watch Drew Gilbert and a lot of these other players we're talking about for the many, many years to come. Here's the thing about Drew Gilbert. Number one, if you follow college baseball, he played at Tennessee. He was an absolute legend for the Vols. He had some massive hits in the Super Regionals with Tennessee. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. He had a huge grand slam against Wright State. One of the most electric pieces of sport video you will ever watch. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about the reaction, the bat flip, the whole dugout emptying, and him just wearing the emotions on the sleeve. So much fun to watch. And who did he play with at Tennessee? He played with Blade Tidwell. And that was really exciting to talk to Blade and him on the same day when we went over to Binghamton about what it was like to become teammates again. So just imagine watching a Mets game where up the middle you have Blade pitching, you have Drew Gilbert in center field. It's just really exciting to think about. And... We're not going to get into details about it, but Blade did mention Drew was really excited when he came into the Mets system. 100%. Now, I have a little trivia for you. Oh, God. Do you know the name of Tennessee's baseball stadium? Um, no. I know it seems random, but when I tell you the answer, you're going to be like, oh, wow, that's a, that's a, that's a good connection. Is it, is it the Blade Dome? It's not. It's Lindsey Nelson. I think it's stadium oh. or field. But yeah, named after original Mets broadcaster Lindsey Nelson. We talked about that. Yeah. Ah, well, that's that's a, that's a good that's a, a good little fun fact. There's a nice little Mets connection with the whole Vols family. The last thing I want to say about Drew Gilbert is that Gilbert really embodies the new kind of new kind of athlete, the new kind of baseball player we're seeing. Think about the 2023 Arizona Diamondbacks that went on that great run all the way to the World Series. Guys like Cor- Corbin Carroll, guys like Alec Thomas. 
good athletes that do so many things well, and he'll be 23 for the entire season. Youth is on his side. Such an exciting young player. Also acquired in that same deal was Ryan Clifford, who a little bit further away, Clifford's still just 20, but he had a great 2023 season, and you can bet we'll be talking about Ryan Clifford throughout the 2024 season. But Drew Gilbert, we'll see where he starts. He played all of, pretty much all of last year at AA, like you mentioned, so he is not that far away from the show, and we cannot wait, and you should not be able to wait to see him play right here in Queens. And he has a really cool Instagram name. It's like Gilly Goober. Gilly, Gilly yeah. Goober. My only, my only critique of, of Drew Gilbert is his Mighty Duck um, takes on the movies because well, he's from Minnesota. Can I say something? Yeah. I'm not trying to like. I'm not trying to expose him or call him a liar. You're about to call him a liar, though. I'm about to call him a liar. I, I just don't think he'd seen him. That's what the vibes I got. The vibes I got was like maybe he saw one of them at some point, but the vibes I got was that he had not seen it and he just didn't want to. He it was like an awkward moment. There was tubas blasting in the background. He didn't want to get into it, so I think he just like said Mighty Ducks one because he was probably like I don't know the the first one, and he definitely didn't see Little Big League. Well, it's crazy. He's great at baseball, and that's really all we can ask for. John I'm not gets, a big, I'm not John a big gets so John got so p- political right there. He was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's not get too crazy with the hot." I mean, takes. I'm not I'm not a movie guy myself, so who am I to be talking you're criticizing people guy. for? We're gonna change that this year. Though. We're not gonna change. We're anything. gonna yeah. I'm gonna you're gonna watch movies this year. I it's that's probably you're going like, to watch movies this year. Twist my yes, you are. I'm, I will. You're gonna watch movies. Let's talk about Carlos Cortez. Carlos Cortez, like Rowdy and Ritter, versatility works in his favor here. He's an ambidextrous thrower. He throws with his right hand when playing the infield and his left field when playing the outfield, which is like a pretty fun little little uh, Mr. Fantastic type switch around. It is. You remember the switch pitcher, Pat Venditti, just want to throw Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, so not quite that. Take it a step further. You mentioned the right hand throwing when he's playing the infield, left when he's playing the outfield. Carlos eats with his righty, with his right hand. He's a righty eater and a lefty teeth brusher. So that's... You see that, you see that beat reporter stuff right there? You that's, see, that's you see pretty, how hard John works the beat? That's pretty crazy, though. And that, that just goes to show how well, not well-versed, but how well-rounded Carlos Cortez is as a player. And he was one of the best hitters in the entire system last summer from July 20th through the end of August. You're practicing on your right. What, what do you do? Do you cut with your right? Or do you, like, you have a Knife fork Knife in the, the left, right? fork in the right. Um, yeah, cutting with the left, pick up the fork and... I cut, sh- with, I cut with my right. And I, you're, I f- you're a lefty eater. I guess I'm a lefty eater, yeah. I think so. I but think if so. I only have a fork, I'm right. I guess. But anyway, back to Carlos Cortez and his scalding hot summer. This was yeah. the real hot girl you summer. You distracted me. Or hot hot Carlos hot Cortez summer. summer. Hot core summer. And 11.01 OPS from July 20th through the end of August. He was so, so good. Right now, he's playing in the Puerto Rican Winter League against some really good competition. So he's keeping the tools sharp. He'll be ready for spring training. Played his baseball at South Carolina. So another guy... That went to college, not that far away from the major leagues. Really, really excited to see what 2024 has in store for Carlos Cortez, who also, by the way, just got married recently. Congrats. So congrats, Carlos. Vito got married this Congrats. Uh, John's married, too. Show your ring, dude. I am. Marriage so, is cool. Saw on Instagram some pictures. Looked like a beautiful, beautiful wedding. So congrats to the Cortezes, and nothing but all the best of luck in the future. You know what I'm going to do right now? What? I'm going to put up a picture of me and John at my wedding right now. Which That's one? Like- uh, you know, should I do, should I do, should I do cool or Ketuba? Ketuba. Ketuba. All right. This is, this is John, John signed my Ketuba at my wedding. That's but, how close your podcast co-hosts very are. Very serious document. Well, nice, nice signature, right? I worked hard on that. Okay. Wait, this is funny. I was nervous here. I'll, I'll do it for right now. I have a pen. John came in, did a beautiful signature, told me he practiced. 
I found out my wife also practiced her signature. I'm the only one who didn't on the Ketuba paper. Taylor's going to get, get a close-up here of the, uh, the old Siggy. So my signature on my Ketuba <laughs> looks like trash. John's looks great. And I want to point out one more thing. Taylor, I'm going to take the paper from him because I need to add something. He didn't put it next to it. It went under. Uh, did, did my stroke go over yours a little bit? It, I didn't sign it like this, but he he wrote his signature over my name on my Ketuba. It was an accident. But this is us signing my Ketuba. Let's move on. We have one more player to get one to. One last. One last player. This is one of John's favorite players. John's been fired up about Brandon McIlwain since we met him at spring training last year. We talked about him all year. Former college quarterback at both Cal and University of South Carolina. One of the best athletes in the system. Something we just talked about with Drew Gilbert. We love to see players who just have pure athleticism and that can translate into the diamond. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of former football players, not former football players, but a lot of Mets prospects who played football at high, high level. Some high school a decent amount of college plays the game like he's on the gridiron always hits at the ball hard but needed to work on some swing decisions and he did just that you know who else played quarterback for cal right who aaron Rodgers. aaron Rodgers. aaron Rodgers is aaron Rodgers is having a great week i don't know why we're talking so much about this anyway you mentioned the swing decisions that was the story that we heard a lot about with brandon McIlwain. An incredible athlete. He go-gets it in center field like none other. That's the football pedigree that he brings to the baseball diamond. But he was promoted from double-A AA to triple-A late in the year after all the trades, after Gilbert came in. He was bumped up to Syracuse. And he had an OBP of 382 in just under 200 plate appearances. So a nice, substantial sample size there. And Brandon McElwain showed that improved eye at the plate. The swing decision improved across the board. He had some big home runs for the Syracuse Mets. And like you said... For me, he's one of the sleeper prospects in the system. He is such a great athlete. He is so smart. He thinks the game well. He sees the game well. And we've talked a lot and to a lot of people about how important it is for guys to play multiple sports and how that helps, especially with baseball, a sport that requires so much coordination, strength, strength, speed, fast twitch ability. Brandon McIlwain has all of that. And the Mets have acquired some outfielders here this offseason. But Brandon McIlwain is going to be a very, very useful part if and when he comes up to the major leagues. You know what I just realized right now that I think is a big piece of pro baseball players having played so many different sports growing up? What's that? There's nothing, there's no sport, no professional sport like a baseball season of how many pure games, correct? Yeah. I think the fact that, like, it's the only way in high school you can get that much action in over the course of a year. Yeah, I mean, think about how many different things you need to do to be a good baseball player. Yeah. You need to run. You need to be able to, you, you have to have smarts. It's a very be a step ahead of the game type sport. You need to be strong. You want to hit home runs. You want to hit extra base hits. You need, you you need to have, have endurance. You have to have endurance. You have to be able to throw pretty much no matter where you are in the diamond. Unless you're and a DH, you got to throw. And not just physical endurance. You need to have mental endurance. Like yeah. You need to be able to make it through the grind of 162 games. And that's not 162 days. That's 162 games. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure some of those training camps that Brandon went through both at Cal and South Carolina well, got him ready for just that. And he was a two-sport athlete at these schools. He is a very, very impressive young man. Brandon McElwain is a player that should be on every Mets fan's radar. He's, I mean, we can't say enough good things about him, and we're excited to see what 2024 has in store for Mr. Brandon McElwain. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope you, we gave you a good rundown of some guys that you should be looking at in this offseason. Be excited to possibly see in the upcoming year. Like we said, we don't know who's coming up. We're just telling you, some people that you should be excited and keeping track of. I've got a bonus one. A late entry before we sign off. 
I couldn't let the show end without just mentioning him. I heard Joe DeMeo of the Mets pod say this, and I fully agree with what Joe said. Jet Williams. I'm not saying Jet Williams is going to be in the major leagues in 2024. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, this is my single right here, don't bet against Jet. That's all I'm saying. Because no one saw Jet Williams finishing last year at Double A the way he did. No. After being drafted in 2022 out of high school with the 14th overall pick, no one saw that coming. And Jet kept getting better and better as the year went on and as he ascended through the system. So I'm not saying. And I'm just saying. John has been, you've been so, not, and like, I'm not saying I haven't been, but John has been so pro Jet Williams. From before we met him, you were you were right in on Jet Williams from the day he was drafted, and then all season, you you you've given me the utmost confidence in Jet Williams. I was confident in him, but some of the stuff you've said to me and some of the high regards because this guy compliments don't come easy from this guy. Trust me, as a close friend of his, Jet Williams. Enjoy the stock music. <laughs>